Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Europa League semi-final first leg, Thursday 2nd of May 2019, Arsenal vs Valencia, kick-off 8pm. Content, head coach, captain, voice of Arsenal, player feature, Alex Iwobi, Arsenal Academy, Arsenal Women, Matt Action, Arsenal vs Crystal Palace, Community, Marathon Men, Matt Action, Wolves vs Arsenal, Visitors, Valencia, Matt Action, Leicester City vs Arsenal, Club Culture, My Arsenal, Team, The Head Coach, Unai Emery, Info, Born on Arabia, Spain, November the 3rd, 1971. Previous clubs as manager, Lorca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Potak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. There is plenty at stake tonight as our head coach takes on one of his former sides. Unai was speaking to Nick Brumsack. Good evening. We reached this round of the competition thanks to two big performances against Napoli in the quarter-final. In the away leg, I was very proud of the players and proud of our work because we showed the players can play against good teams and show a big personality with our ideas. Maybe we wanted to take more possession with the ball and control the match with the ball a bit better. We didn't do everything I wanted, but our position in the first half was very good on the pitch. We pressed well and stopped their combinations. We pressed them a lot, and we were in their box a lot of times with the chance to score. I grew up a lot in this competition, the Europa League, and I think it gives us a big opportunity when we can't play in the Champions League. This competition is important for us because it gives us the chance to play in the Champions League next year. Our domestic league has a lot of teams trying to get into the top four, and the Europa League is now very important for us. I think we deserve to win against Napoli in the two matches at home and away because we respected them a lot. We worked to cut off their best tactics and individuals with our pressing. 
We pressed them a lot and we defended very well. We worked very hard in the matches. Now we must continue that work in this competition. Valencia are a big team with a great history and also a lot of experience. This semi-final is 50-50. I think we can enjoy this round and I think, for the two teams, it's a very important moment. We have respect between us, a big respect. Our focus is now the next match and we are only thinking of this first leg. But we are also aware that we are going to play next week out there the second leg. We need to be very focused on this round. We are also in the Premier League with our possibilities for reaching the top four. I think we are in a great moment to enjoy working, working hard, focusing hard on our mindset. I think the players are very concentrated and very focused for that. The training has been good and I am positive with the players, with the team. You can learn from the past. You have to take experience, but after it's about finding a new way, a new way with new history. I want to create a new history here with all the competitions. Now it's the Europa League. The Europa League is our way for one title and our way for the possibility to be in the Champions League. We have now two possibilities. One is in the Premier League and we have this possibility not in our hands, but we have a really good possibility if we win. Secondly, we have the Europa League. We want to win and we want to enjoy it. We need our supporters and we need to create a big atmosphere at Emirates Stadium. We are very excited with a big enthusiasm for the match. We are looking forward to playing, to being with our supporters, to give a big performance with a good result. But we know it's going to be very difficult also. We need the players, we need spirit, we need energy, we need our supporters. You need to play 90 minutes, thinking that we are going to play another 90 minutes next week. It won't all be finished tomorrow. If you can win, it's good. If you can win without conceding a goal, it's perfect. We need to manage this 90 minutes and be solid, be strong and be clear in our minds with the possibilities with the result. Our aim is to win. For me, the first special aspect of this tie is that it's a semi-final. In personal terms, of course, I am very grateful to Valencia, not just to the club, but to the city as a whole. And that makes it particularly special for me. But that is not the most important thing here. We are focused on the game. We have respect for Valencia, and they are in good form. Marcellino is a great coach who has built a very organised team with a strong mentality. They are difficult to break down. They are experienced in terms of playing in semi-finals and finals. They beat Arsenal in the Cup Winners' Cup in 1980. They have a Cup Winners' Cup in their history. There are two clubs with important histories in Europe and this semi-final will be contested 100% by both teams. From Emery Angle Every matchday programme we provide extra insight into the life and times of the head coach. Emery spent four seasons in charge of Valencia from 2008 to 2012. He was 36 when taking the job. In his first season in charge, he took them to sixth place in La Liga and followed that up with a third place finish and Champions League qualification in 2009 to 10. They finished third again the next season and reached the last 16 of the Champions League, losing to Schalke. In his last season with the club, they again finished third in La Liga. That year, Valencia made it to the semi-final of the Copa del Rey, 
and the Europa League after dropping out of the Champions League. In the summer of 2012, Emery left Valencia to take over at Spartak Moscow. Captain Laurent Cozilny. Info Bonn, Toul, France, September the 10th, 1985. Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July the 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Guingamp, Tours, Lorient. Arsenal debut, v Liverpool, away, league, August the 15th, 2010, drew 1-1. First Arsenal goal, v Bolton Wanderers, home, league, September the 11th, 2010, 1-4-1. Arsenal Honours FA Cup winner 2014, 2015, 2017 Community Shield winner 2014, 2015 Captain Laurent Cozilny The captain on another special European occasion at Emirates Stadium. Welcome back to the Emirates to all of you. A lot of things have happened since our last home game against Crystal Palace more than 10 days ago. Before mentioning our last two away matches, I want to focus on tonight and what is coming up. The next two weeks will define our season. We have worked so hard all season, and we have now entered the home straight of the campaign, where it all matters so much. Our objectives are still the same. Winning the Europa League which would be the club's first European trophy since 1994, and qualifying for the Champions League next season. We still have two routes to do that. We are still in the top four race in the league, despite our recent poor form, and we are only two games away from the Europa League final. Tonight is a huge game. You don't play a European semi-final every day. It will be a very special night. We reached this stage last season, and our defeat against Atletico Madrid was painful. We have another go at it against Valencia, another very good Spanish team. We will have to control the game at home tonight, and get an advantage before the return leg next week at the Mestalla. We know they will try to hit us on the counter, but if we have the same mentality and determination as against Napoli, we have a big chance of doing well tonight. It will be a special game for the manager as well. He managed Valencia for four seasons, and he will surely be happy to meet some people who worked with him at the club during those years. Facing Valencia also means that we will play against Gabriel and Francis Coquelin, our former teammates here. I expect a welcoming reception from you for them. They are good guys, really liked by the dressing room when they were at the club and they gave everything they had for Arsenal. Francis is suspended tonight, but they are both doing well in Spain, and we are all really happy for them. There are more French players at Valencia, like Kevin Gamero, who I know very well. They really have good players, and a good collective strength too. They were in the Champions League earlier in the season, before dropping out to the Europa League. Certainly, the loss against Atletico last season will be useful for us. We know what it is like to play a Europa League semi-final. 
we have this experience in our locker, especially on how to cope with the pressure of being so close to the final and a potential trophy. We need to redeem ourselves too, after our very disappointing performance at Leicester on Sunday. We have to make up for it. It was just not good enough. We are all sorry about the last three defeats in the league, against Palace, Wolves and Leicester. Somehow, we are still in the race for top four in the table, but it is a very small consolation. We will fight until the end to try to get fourth spot. We are still alive, but we have to raise our game massively in the last few games of the season, in the Premier League, but also in Europe, otherwise we will never win the Europa League. We all have to stay positive and keep believing. Like I said earlier, we have worked too hard so far this season to waste it all now and throw it away. We can still achieve our objectives. The last three games have been really disappointing, but this can still be a good season overall. We showed, for example, against Watford and Napoli the previous week how good and solid we could be. Last week was obviously totally different but it is down to us to play every game, home or away, like we did against Napoli, for example, starting tonight. It will all be down to how strong mentally we are in the remaining games of the season. We have to be really strong in our head, really believe that we can achieve our goals, and with your support, we will do it. Enjoy the game tonight, and come on, Arsenal! Voice of Arsenal. A night to inspire raises £430,711. The Arsenal Foundation's flagship annual event, A Night to Inspire, raised an incredible total of £430,711 at Emirates Stadium last Thursday. The men's first team joined together to pledge £90,000 as a squad towards the great work of the Arsenal Foundation alongside other generous individual donations. Dermot O'Leary hosted the memorable night at Emirates Stadium where guests enjoyed a dinner designed by Raymond Blanc and a performance from Arsenal fans Rudimental and Rams. Thanks to the generous support of everyone who attended on the night and donated, the Arsenal Foundation will continue to reach and inspire thousands of young people in North London and around the world as well as helping to grow the groundbreaking Coaching for Life programme with Save the Children, the funds raised will also support the Arsenal Foundation's many local projects. 1989 Charity Dinner We're marking 30 years since the most dramatic title win in our history with a special 1989-themed charity dinner at Emirates Stadium. The Thursday, May 23rd event which will be attended by George Graham and members of the victorious league-winning squad, kicks off in the Woolwich Lounge with a champagne reception at 7pm and will feature a Q&A with players from that momentous night as well as a three-course dinner. Tables seating 10 guests are available at £2,300 plus VAT, silver table, £2,950 plus VAT, gold table, and £3,950 plus VAT platinum table with guests requested to wear lounge suits. It's sure to be a once-in-a-lifetime night for all those Arsenal fans who love to recall one of the greatest nights in the history of the club. 
There is limited availability for this event. Make sure you get your tickets by calling Claire on 07894 or emailing her at claire at ourlegend.com. They're up for grabs now. Get to your seats early. A special light display will welcome players to the pitch of our UEFA Europa League semi-final match against Valencia tonight. If you're reading this outside the stadium or in the concourses, we'd like to encourage supporters to take their seats in time for the display to help us create the best possible atmosphere ahead of tonight's match. Reusable biodegradable bags will also be left on each seat and supporters are encouraged to hold these above their heads when the teams walk out before the match in order to create a tifo. We thank all our fans for your support. Please note, the light show may not be suitable for supporters who suffer from epilepsy. Refwatch, Clement Turpin. This evening's referee is Clement Turpin from France. The 36-year-old from Rhone has refereed in UEFA competition since the 2010-2011 campaign, including in Euro 2016. He also officiated at the 2016 Olympic Games and last year's World Cup in Russia, where he took charge of two group stage matches. An experienced referee, Turpin has officiated 26 matches in all competitions so far this season, showing 79 yellow cards and 7 reds. Europa League stats. Total shot. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 30. Enrique Mkhitaryan, Alex Iwobi, 10. Danny Welbeck, Alexandre Lacazette, 8. Emile Smith-Rao, Aaron Ramsey, 7. Matteo Guendouzi, Lucas Torreira, 5. Chances created. Sead Kalasinac, Enrique Mkhitaryan, 17. Mesut Ozil, Alex Iwobi, 14. Granit Xhaka, 10. Aaron Ramsey, Mohamed Elneny, 8. Matteo Guendouzi, Lucas Torreira, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 6. Total passes. Matteo Guendouzi, 534. Socrates, 461. Granit Xhaka, 409. Nacho Monreal, 399. Mohamed Elneny, 374. Total crosses. Enrique Mkhitaryan, 29. Stefan Lichsteiner, 21. Granit Zaka, 20. Matteo Guendouzi, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Alex Iwobi, 15. Sead Kolasinac, 14. Total clearances. Laurent Koscielny, 25. Socrates, 24. Nacho Monreal, 23. Rob Holding, 14. Sead Kolasinac, 13. Arsenal women are champions. Congratulations to Arsenal women, whose 4-0 win over Brighton and Hove Albion on Sunday saw them crowned FA WSL champions for the first time since 2012. Goals from Viviane Medema, Katie McCabe, Beth Mead and Danielle van der Don secured a comprehensive victory at Amex Stadium which saw Joe Montemuro's side crowned champions with one game still to play, at home to Manchester City this weekend. Details about how the women became champions appear later in this programme. Midema is PFA Player of the Year. In further good news for Arsenal women, 
Viviane Midema was named PFA Players Player of the Year on Sunday, just hours after helping us secure our first FA Women's Super League title since 2012. The Netherlands international beat Steph Houghton, Nikita Paris, Kira Walsh, Erin Cuthbert, and Ji So Yun to the prize. A deserving winner, Midema scored 31 goals in 27 appearances this season, assisting another 14 and broke a record in January by scoring 16 goals in a single FA WSL campaign. She has since scored six more in the competition, and there is still one more game to play. Well done, Viv. Police investigating racist abuse. A man is facing police action after social media footage emerged of an individual using racist language during our Europa League match against Napoli. He will also have his Arsenal membership suspended. The man was traced through CCTV cameras which cover all areas of Emirates Stadium. We would remind all supporters that use of discriminatory language is unacceptable and we will take strong action where we identify individuals involved in such activities. Such incidents have been rare at Emirates Stadium, but we encourage supporters to report them as they happen to stewards or via our matchday text alert service. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. Text FOUL to 67777. London Marathon Recap As many of you will know, the London Marathon took place on Sunday and there were a trio of Arsenal staff participants. Andrew Piggott, Will Tucker and Sean Thornley all completed the gruelling course raising money for charities including the Arsenal Foundation and Save the Children. Congratulations to all runners. We're proud of you. Premier League table. Manchester City played 36, won 30, drawn 2, lost 4, 4 90 against 22, goal difference 68, points 92. Liverpool played 36, won 28, drawn 7, lost 1, 4 84, against 20, goal difference 64, points 91. Tottenham Hotspur, played 36, won 23, drawn 1, lost 12, 465, against 36, goal difference 29, points 70. Chelsea, played 36, won 20, drawn 8, lost 8, 460, against 39, goal difference 21, Point sixty-eight. Arsenal played thirty-six, won twenty, drawn six, lost ten, four sixty-nine against forty-nine, goal difference twenty, point sixty-six. Manchester United played thirty-six, won nineteen, drawn eight, lost nine, four sixty-four against fifty-one, goal difference thirteen, point sixty-five. Wolves. Played 36, won 15, drawn 9, lost 12, 446 against 44, goal difference 2, points 54. Leicester City played 36, won 15, drawn 6, 
lost 15, 451, against 47, goal difference 4, points 51. Everton, played 36, won 14, drawn 8, lost 14, 450, against 44, goal difference 6, points 50. Watford, played 36, won 14, drawn 8, lost 14. 4, 51, against 52, goal difference minus 1, points 50. West Ham United, played 36, won 13, drawn 7, lost 16, 4.45, against 54, goal difference minus 9, points 46. Crystal Palace, played 36, won 12, drawn 7, lost 17, 4.43, against 48, goal difference minus 5, points 43. Newcastle United, played 36, won 11, drawn 9, lost 16, 436 against 45, goal difference minus 9, points 42. Bournemouth played 36, won 12, drawn 6, lost 18, 452 against 65, goal difference minus 13, points 42. Burnley played 36, won 11, drawn 7, lost 18, 444 against 63, Goal difference minus 19, points 40. Southampton, played 36, won 9, drawn 11, lost 16, 444, against 61, goal difference minus 17, points 38. Brighton and Hove Albion, played 36, won 9, drawn 8, lost 19, 433, against 55, goal difference minus 22, Points 35. Cardiff City played 36, won 9, drawn 4, lost 23, 430 against 66, goal difference minus 36, points 31. Fulham played 36, won 7, drawn 5, lost 24, 434 against 76, goal difference minus 42, points 26. Huddersfield Town Played 36, won 3, drawn 5, lost 28, 420 against 74, goal difference minus 54, points 14. On this day, 1958, David O'Leary is born. 1967, David Rowcastle is born. Above and beyond, congratulations to Sheena Wilson, who went above and beyond with her programme selling skills at our game against Crystal Palace. Sheena impressed us with her selling skills and she deservedly walked away with a polo shirt, courtesy of our club partner Puma. If any programme sellers have impressed you, let us know by emailing program at arsenal.co.uk. Coming up, Saturday, new WSL champions Arsenal women will be presented with the trophy after their final game of the season against Manchester City. Sunday, we host Brighton in our final Premier League home match of the season. Premier Programme Fair The Premier Programme Fair, the biggest and best sale of football programmes and memorabilia each year, is taking place on Saturday, June the 1st from 11am to 4pm at the Royal National Hotel, Bedford Way, London, 
WC181ODG. There will be more than 30 stalls at which all the country's leading programme and football memorabilia dealers will be selling hundreds of thousands of items of all ages and price ranges. Up to 1,000 collectors attend each year to meet their fellow enthusiasts and add to their collection. The venue is a short walk from Russell Square Underground Station, close to Euston and King's Cross stations, and there is free street parking north of Euston Road. More details can be found at pmfc.co.uk. Admission is £1 for adults, school children free. This concludes Voice of Arsenal. Player feature Alex Iwobi or Nick Brumsack. Iwobi stands. Born Lagos, Nigeria, May the 3rd, 1996. Joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2012. Previous clubs, none. Arsenal debut versus Sheffield Wednesday away League Cup, October 27, 2015, lost 3-0. First Arsenal goal versus Everton away Premier League, March 19, 2016, won 2-0. Arsenal honours, 2017 FA Cup winner, 2015-2017 Community Shield winner. Nigeria Camps 27, 5 goals. Dreaming of becoming a regular in the Arsenal first team since he joined the academy as an 8-year-old, Alexei Wobi has unequivocally taken that most difficult step of the last couple of seasons. Indeed, Unai Emery has been so enamoured with Alex's talents that the stats surrounding the Spaniards' first 50 games as Arsenal boss showed the 22-year-old had featured in more of those matches, 45, than any other player. The matchday programme caught up with Alex last week to talk about his season of development and the Valencia-shaped challenge that lies in wait tonight. Alex, when you look back at your season on the whole, how would you sum it up? It's been an OK season. In terms of my goal, which was just to beat my goals and assists record, I've done that. I could still have done better with that as well. I've played and have been involved in a lot of games this season as well. I'd say it's gone well and I've helped the team out quite a bit, so it's gone okay. Do you set your own targets or do the coaching staff help you come to those goals? Yeah, the coaching staff always challenge me to get goals and assists, but for me, it's nice to know that I'm improving season on season and that the stats are there in front of me. How has your game developed this season? Slowly I'm becoming more comfortable in the final third. I'm not rushing my decisions. I'm getting better with my final pass and my shots on target, my shots on goal. That's definitely got better. How do you improve on that? For me, it's a mental thing to make sure I remain calm to make sure I'm composed when I'm in the final third and not rush what I'm going to do. That's what I've been working on. Obviously, you have to keep on practising in training, but it's more the mental side and calming and relaxing myself. You've had some assists and have scored some nice goals too. Which ones are your most memorable? To score against Chelsea, a big team, as Stamford Bridge was nice. The rest have been like tap-ins but I've done okay. I've helped a few. I've got a lot of pre-assists and they don't count, 
but it counts in my head just to know I've been involved in the play. I wouldn't know if there's one that stands out. There's one I played to Sayed against Bournemouth, and then he played it to Ober. I've had a few involvements with goals, but I wouldn't say I've got a favourite. You celebrated the Chelsea one with the Shaku Shaku. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, it was a thing where I wanted to do it at the World Cup, but I never got the chance to. I said, the next time I get a goal, I have to attempt it. I was still learning, so it wasn't the best shaku shaku, because I was a bit stiff. If I was to score now, it would definitely be better. I'm not promising it now, I've got something else in mind. Can you tell us what that's going to be? No, I'll keep it under wraps as a surprise. With that celebration, you didn't get the proper chance to get into it before you got mobbed. No, and thank God, because I wasn't the greatest at the time. I was still learning it. If people didn't gather round me as quickly as they did, you'd have seen something else. You mentioned your pre-assists, and you've built up a really good relationship with Nacho and Sayad this season. How useful is it for you to play with flying wing-backs? It makes it easier for me because the defender that I'm going up against doesn't know whether to stay with me or to go with our wing-backs like Sayad or Nacho. More often than not, they stick with me, so every time I play Sayad or Nacho in, they're usually free and able to get the cross in. It's something that we've developed in training over the season, and I'm comfortable with it. It's not just about going forward, it's also defending as well. They've been helping me, and I've been trying to help them as much as I can. How do you feel the defensive aspect to your game has improved this season? Tactically, I've improved a lot. I've tried to help out. For me, I'm an attack-minded player, so sometimes I do switch off, and the manager's been talking to me about that. It's nice to have Nacho and Saad always talking to me during the game. It's harder for me when I play with Saad, because he bombs forward and tells me to get back. It's extra running for me, but I don't mind if it's for the team. We've seen you play at wing-back in training too. Yeah, sometimes. In emergency matches in training, I've played there as well. Anywhere on the left side is where the manager sees me playing. How would you assess the influence Unai Emery has had on your game this season? He's given me a lot more confidence to go at the right-backs more often, to take them on in one-to-ones, to be direct and get the ball. He wants me to go at him and try to win something, at the very least a corner or a foul. If you can get a cross in or a shot on target, that's what he always tells me to try to do. How has he given you that confidence? What has he done or said to you? Every time in training it's just, go, go, go. He just tells me to go at players and be direct. Sometimes after training I've been staying behind and he's been working with me to remain calm, especially in the box. More often than not, I'm able to get past the right back, it's just delivering the ball or having a shot on target. We've been practising in training and it's just about making sure I'm calm. There's still a lot to play for in the PL and EL. What do you make of Valencia? It's not going to be an easy game. Every game in the Europa League is hard. Valencia, we know Francis and Gabi, and I'm sure Gabi spoke to someone in the team and told them that it's not going to be an easy match because they're going to fight. 
We know it's going to be hard, and we know what we're up against, but we've played the likes of Napoli and Rennes, and we've been able to do well against them. We're very confident. Have you spoken to Francis and Gabby at all? Francis, no. He's hard to get hold of, and I don't think he's even on social media. I've got Garby on Instagram, and haven't really messaged him yet, but I think the other players have. Francis came through here the same way that you did. You had very similar paths to the first team as well. Yeah, when he was here, he always used to talk to me and help me a lot. There were times when he was playing under-21s with me, and he used to talk to me and help me out. He was always hungry and always eager to work. He's so passionate about football, and basically told me that if you work as hard as you do in training, as you do in matches, you have a chance. Are those times that you remember particularly fondly? How much influence did he have on you? Especially in training, I used to train with him a lot. He played the games, but sometimes he'd get an injury and then come and play for the under-21. With him, he brings the tempo up in training. He's probably one of the best players in training. Just watching him in training, how he moves, how he acts, that's what I picked up. Does being at home first change our approach? No, we're going to go into it with the same mindset as Napoli just to try and get as many goals as we can at home. We're very confident at home and very strong at home, so it's nice to get an advantage if we can and then take it into the next game. And a clean sheet will be vital too. Of course, away goals are a big thing in the Europa League, so we need to make sure we don't concede any away goals. Finally, what are your aims for the rest of the season? It would be nice for the team to get top four and into the Champions League by any means. We want to try to win the Europa League as well, but for me, I just need to keep on going and try to get as many goals and assists as I can. Stars of the Future, Arsenal Academy, Young Gun, Jordi Osetutu, Matt Jackson, under-18s win the league. Match action. Under-23s finish season in style. Remember, Josh Da Silva. In every programme, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth team, profiling our young guns and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Arsenal Academy. Jordi Osetutu. Young Gun. Born October 2nd, 1998. Slough. Position. Defender. Having trained with the first team in pre-season and joined them for the tour of Singapore, my progress was on track after playing 18 games for the under-23s last season. I had been feeling some soreness in my back in the first week or so of August and then completed an under-23s game against Brighton. The next morning I could hardly move. It was very painful. Even just trying to get out of bed was hard. I saw the medical staff at the club and they sent me for a scan which revealed that I had a stress fracture in my back. The specialist I saw said it was likely to have happened as a result of the impact of running on hard ground. It was very disappointing given the pre-season that I'd had, and it's the type of injury when all that can be done for a long time is rest. I couldn't even swim at first. All I could do was light core exercises. After a while I was able to start using a few weights, and then some swimming, 
and I was then able to use the anti-gravity running machine so that I was able to run to build fitness and stamina. That machine is so good because I could control how much strain was placed on my back until I was eventually able to run freely. I returned to full training at the end of November and was available to play a couple of weeks after that. I've played every game for the under-23 since then and finished the season feeling really strong. We've had a good run into the season. Although we weren't able to win the league like last year, I feel we played some really good football. Many players went out on loan and over time younger players have come in and made their contributions. I'm 20 but am considered one of the more senior players in the under-23s and I enjoy being able to answer some of the questions young players ask. It feels good when young players come to you for advice and I try to help as much as I can. I believe that I've improved a lot as a fullback, especially my defending. My positioning is a lot better and I have the confidence of knowing that I am hard to beat. I'm doing a lot of work in training to improve my crossing, short and long passing. I want to add more assists and goals to my game too and the only way to do that is to practice. I also watch a lot of videos of games that I have played to see what I could have done better and that really assists me. I feel next season I need to go out on loan and I will be happy to go somewhere in the championship or one of the top leagues in Germany or France where there is more chance of getting a lot of first team experience. Going on loan to a Premier League side has not proven fruitful for many players as the stakes are so high. A lot of managers will not take a chance on young players whereas in places like Germany and France they tend to give young players a chance at the top level. I am aware that there have been some inquiries and I am excited about next season. I have relatives in Germany and I speak some German and a little French so I would not be concerned by the language or playing abroad to aid my development and path towards our first team. I have travelled many times with the first team in the Europa League and been on the bench a few times. It's an intense competition and we have a big challenge tonight. I think that the key will be the battle between the defences. I feel that our strikers can score against any top team and if we stay strong in defence we should get the result we want. Valencia are a very technical team and will try and outpass us but I think that there will be chances for us and we have the attackers to make the most of the opportunities. My prediction is Arsenal 2, Valencia 0. Arsenal Academy, Premier League 2, Friday, April 26th, Emirates Stadium, Arsenal under 23s 3, Leicester City under 23s 0, Arsenal scorers, Gilmore 3, penalty, John Jules 5, Saka 9. Saka scored and assisted twice in the opening 10 minutes. John Jules continually brought others into play. Gilmore anchored the midfield effortlessly. Bukeo Saka delivered a flawless performance in our final Premier League 2 outing of the season as we defeated Leicester City 3-0 at Emirates Stadium. The 17-year-old has enjoyed an impressive season under Freddie Lundberg's guidance and he was at his very best last Friday night, scoring and assisting twice in the opening 10 minutes. With less than 3 minutes on the clock, Saka stormed into the box and forced a foul from Victor Johansson allowing Charlie Gilmore to open the scoring from the spot. Almost instantly, Saka raced down the left and cut the ball back to Tyrese John Jules for a simple finish, 
before the latter played Saka through on goal for a third of the evening. The teenage winger found the bottom right corner with great composure, taking his goal-scoring tally to 12 for the season across all competitions. John Jules went on to try his luck with an audacious overhead kick, only to be denied by a fine diving save. We had a number of opportunities to increase our advantage in the second half, with Xavier Ameechi and John Jules coming close, but we were unable to fire a fourth past Johansson. Arsenal team, Okonkwo, Osetutu, Ballard, Chafe, Bramall, Substitute Pleguezelo, 79, Gilmore, Thompson, Substitute Medley, 79, Burton, Amaechi, John Jules, Saka, Substitute Tommy, 67. Subs not used. Hilson, Omoli. Under 18, Premier League South, Saturday, April 27th, Fulham Training Ground. Fulham under 18s, nil. Arsenal under 18s, three. Arsenal scorers. Daly Campbell, 76. Balogun, 81. Coyle, 90. Daly Campbell scores his first goal of the season. Balogun hits 25 goals in the under-18 Premier League. McGuinness starred in defence. We were crowned champions of the under-18 Premier League South on Saturday following a hard-fought 3-0 win over Fulham. The scoreline made it look like a routine win, but this was anything but as we scored three goals in the final 15 minutes to secure our first title since 2010. We dominated the opening exchanges, with Matt Smith and Falarin Belogan finding plenty of space in the final third. But we were handed an early reminder of the host's attacking threat when Tom Smith made a smart save to deny Timmy Abraham on the counter. The remainder of the first half proved to be a cagey affair, as both sides struggled with the heavy wind and the majority of the second half followed a similar narrative. There was a brief scare when Smith picked up Mark McGuinness's back pass and gifted the hosts an indirect free kick, but they failed to convert the golden opportunity and this sparked us back into life. Vonte Daly-Campbell had been faultless all afternoon, continuously bombing forward from defence, and this time he produced the goods, latching onto a loose ball inside the area to find the bottom right corner. What a time to score your first goal of the season. Almost instantly after, Belogan broke free down the right, lost his marker and found the bottom left corner for his 28th goal of the season, before Trey Coyle rounded off the scoring deep into injury time with a thumping finish at the near post, removing the possibility of any late drama. Arsenal team, Smith, Daly Campbell, McGuinness, Clark, Swanson, Smith, Aziz, Substitute, Musa, 78. Potrell, Substitute, Flaherty, 90. Greenwood, Belogan, Coyle. Subs not used, Grazik, Ogumbo, Matthews. Under-16s win 2019 JSSL Singapore 7. Our under-16s were crowned champions of the 2019 JSSL Singapore Professional Academy 7s last week after they defeated Perth Glory 2-0 in the final. Dan Muchichi's side were the only team to remain undefeated throughout the tournament, winning six of their seven outings and conceding just one. We kicked off the tournament with a 2-0 win over JSSL and a 0-0 draw with Atletico Madrid, before defeating Perth Glory and Bangkok United 2-0 and 3-0 respectively on day two.
This ensured that we finished top of our group and set up a quarter-final clash with JJSL, where we ran out 2-1 winners on the third day of the tournament. We then went on to defeat Johor Darul Hazim 1-0 in extra time of the semi-final, before being crowned champions courtesy of a 2-0 win over Perth Glory. It was a physically demanding tournament in challenging weather conditions. Our boys behaved fantastically throughout, engaging with members of the Singapore Gooners. Belogan and Smith finished top of the chart. It's been an incredible season for our under-18s, but it's been particularly special for Falarin Belogan and Matt Smith, who finished top of the goals and assists charts respectively in the under-18 Premier League South. Ken Gillards were crowned champions on Saturday, and surprise, surprise, Belogan was on the score sheet. The 17-year-old striker has now finished the under-18 Premier League South season on 25 goals, which is seven more than any other player his age. As for our captain Smith, he's notched 14 assists this season and played every last minute of league action. Okonkwo's dream start with the under-23s continues. Arthur Okonkwo has had a number of opportunities to train with the first team this season and it's no surprise given his fine form for the under-23s. The 17-year-old only made his debut for Lundberg's side on March 29th, and since then he's kept three clean sheets in four outings, delivering a number of stunning performances. These clean sheets arrived against West Ham, Derby County and Leicester City, while the only goal he's conceded came in our 3-1 win over Chelsea. During our most recent outing against the Foxes, Leighton Naduku had a late chance to pull one back after racing through on goal, but Okonkwo was quick off his line to clear the danger and maintain his clean sheet. Keep it up, Arthur. The Academy Illumini, Josh De Silva, tracking down former Academy players making their mark elsewhere in football. After leaving North London for South West London last summer, Josh De Silva has started to make an impact in the Championship with Brentford. The 20-year-old delivered his best performance for the Bees last week against Millwall as he found the back of the net from 25 yards with a stunning curling effort. This was both his first goal and first man of the match performance for the club. De Silva played a key role in our Premier League 2 winning team in 2017-18, providing plenty of protection ahead of the back line, in addition to kick-starting attacks with driving runs and probing passes. De Silva was ever-present for Steve Gatting's side, but by the end of the season he was desperate for first-team football. This brought about a move to championship outfit Brentford on a free transfer, where he signed a four-year contract last August. Up until late March, De Silva had only made two starts for his new club in almost eight months, both of which arriving in the FA Cup. He was eventually handed his first championship start against Wigan on March the 30th, and since then he's made another four starts for Thomas Frank's side. The midfielder has had to remain patient after such an impressive 2017-18 season that saw him make his first team debut under Arsene Wenger. But having now seemingly adapted to the demands on senior football, it's looking like there's more to come from De Silva. We're wishing you the best of luck between now and the end of the season, Josh. Words by Lambros Lambrou, Aidan Small, Nick Brumsack. This concludes Arsenal Academy.
Arsenal women. We've done it. Joe Montemuro's side bring home the title for the first time since 2012. Champions. After seven long years, Arsenal women were crowned champions of the Women's Super League after an emphatic 4-0 win over Brighton on Sunday. The match, played in front of a WSL record 5,265 at the Amex Stadium, proved a fitting title clincher, showcasing the superb football Joe Montemuro's team have produced throughout the season. Viv signs off in style. Typically, Viviane Midema set the ball rolling against Brighton, with her 31st goal of the season in her 27th match. The Dutch striker also added an assist for Katie McCabe, her 14th of the campaign. And no one has played more games in season 2018-19 than Katie, who registered her 10th goal in her 28th match in what's been a brilliant year for the Irish captain. Winning the title means a lot more because we've had an interesting year said Joe Montemuro after the match. They've come together as a group, and there's been a lot of adversity with regards to the injuries and so on. As a group, the love and the respect they have for each other really culminates in what we've achieved today. What's next? Arsenal's last game of the season is a home fixture against runners-up Manchester City on Saturday, May the 11th, with a 12.30pm kick-off. The game gives our loyal supporters an opportunity to celebrate the team's fantastic achievement at Boreham Wood, and tickets for the game are already sold out. However, you will be able to follow the match live on BT Sport. Match Action Sunday, April 28, 2019, 12.15, Amex Stadium Women's Super League Attendance, 5,265 Brighton and Hove Albion, nil. Arsenal, four. Match stats. Total shots. Arsenal, 26. Brighton and Hove Albion, six. Shots on target. Arsenal, 10. Brighton and Hove Albion, two. Corners. Arsenal, 15. Brighton and Hove Albion, one. Offsides. Arsenal, nil. Brighton and Hove Albion, two. Fouls. Arsenal, eight. Brighton and Hove Albion, five. Possession. Arsenal, 73%. Brighton and Hove Albion, 27%. First half. Vivian Midema opened the scoring with a stunner worthy of winning any game, and this set the tone for what would be a wonderful afternoon. The 22-year-old received the ball 20 yards from goal, checked onto her right foot and fired a rocket into the back of the net off the bar. The hosts were forced to change their game plan and come forward, and this allowed Joe Montemuro's team to take full control of the game, with Katie McCabe doubling our advantage on the half-hour mark. Having found a pocket of space on the edge of the box, Midema played an inch-perfect pass over the Brighton defence and into the path of McCabe, who found the bottom right corner with a first-time finish. Second half. We continued to play our free-flowing football, and this brought about two goals in quick succession. 
First, Beth Mead found the top right corner with another trademark wonder goal. Picking up the ball on the left, she surged forward and smashed a stunning effort from 25 yards into the top right-hand corner. Finally, Danielle van der Donk, outstanding throughout the match, received the ball from Kim Little just inside the Brighton penalty area and guided a smart finish past Marie Horion. Our seven-year wait has finally come to an end, and in some style too. Brighton Hurion, number one. Barton, number eight. Whelan, number five. Substituted with Peplo, number twelve, in the 74th minute. Williams, number twenty. Yellow card. Gibbons, number three. Bouet, number four. Nat Kiel, number ten. Substituted with Umatong, number nine, in the 80th minute. Simpkins, number 21. Substituted with Brazil, number 16, in the 46th minute. Whelan, number 7. Connolly, number 27. Green, number 15. Substitutes. Rowe, number 2. Rafferty, number 6. Umatong, number 9. Nilden, number 11. Peplo, number 12. Brazil, number 16. Hartley, number 22. Arsenal. Van Wienendahl, number 1. Evans, number 17. Substituted with Jensen, number 4, in the 80th minute. Williamson, number 6. Substituted with Schneiderbeck, number 22, in the 71st minute. Yellow card. Quinn, number 16. Vehe, number 2. Little, number 10. McCabe, number 15. Substituted with Carter, number 9, in the 77th minute. Van der Donk, number 7. Bloodworth, number 20. Mead, number 23. Midema, number 11. Substitutes. Schneiderbeck, number 22, yellow card. Mitchell, number 3. Jensen, number four. Carter, number nine. Kem, number twenty-one. Harper, number thirty-four. Five thousand two hundred and sixty-five. This match set a new attendance record in the WSL. Fifteen. Arsenal become champions of England for the fifteenth time, more than any other club. Twenty-two. With one game left, Viviane Midema leads the race for the WSL Golden Boot with 22 goals, four ahead of her closest rival. She also has 10 assists. Match Action Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, Sunday, April the 21st, 2019, at 1600. Emirates Stadium, Premier League, attendance 59,929. Referee, John Moss. Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 3. The scorers for Arsenal were Ozil in the 47th minute and Aubameyang in the 77th. For Crystal Palace, Bentike in the 17th, Zaha in the 61st and MacArthur in the 69th minutes. Playing for Arsenal were 19 Leno, 20 Mustafi, 6 Koscielny, 
27, Mavropanos, who was substituted in the 46th minute, 25, Jenkinson, who was substituted in the 46th minute, 29, Ganduzi, for Eldeny, who was substituted in the 68th minute, 31, Kolasinak, 10, Ozil, 9, Lacazette, 14, Aubameyang. Substitutes were 1, Czech, 7, Mkhitaryan, 15, Maitland-Niles, who came on in the 46th minute, 11, Torreira, who came on in the 68th minute, 17, Iwobi, who came on in the 46th minute, 18, Monreal, 49, and Kitia. For Crystal Palace, 31, Goeta, 29, 1, Bisaka, 34, Kelly, 6, Dan, 2, Ward, 18, MacArthur, 4, Milivojevic, 8, Kuyeti, 7, Mayer, who was substituted in the 80th minute, 17, Bentike, who was substituted in the 78th minute, 11, Zaha. Substitutes were 10, Townsend, who came on in the 80th minute, 3, Van Anholt, 13, Hennessy, 14, J.A.U., who came on in the 78th minute, 23, Batshuayi, 26, Sarko. The match stats. Total shots, Arsenal 12, Crystal Palace 16. Shots on target, Arsenal 5, Crystal Palace 7. Corners, Arsenal 8, Crystal Palace 3. Offsides, Arsenal 1, Crystal Palace 2. Fouls, Arsenal 15, Crystal Palace 12. Possession, Arsenal 73%, Crystal Palace 27%. The numbers, 13. The result ended an unbeaten run of 13 home London derbies in the Premier League. 52. Mesut Ozil has been directly involved in 52 goals in the Premier League at Emirates Stadium. 20 goals, 32 assists, the most of any Arsenal player since his debut. 10. This ended a run of 10 straight home wins in the Premier League. Wins in the first half. Crystal Palace started the game full of confidence, having secured some notable away wins already this season and deservedly took the lead in the opening 20 minutes. Striker Christian Bentike was left unmarked in the area to head home Luka Milovic's free kick from close range and we were up against it from then on. Despite enjoying large chunks of possession for the rest of the half, we failed to penetrate the organised Palace defence and went in trailing at the break. Second half. Unai Emery sent on Alex Iwobi and Ainsley Maitland-Niles for the second half and were on level terms two minutes later. Alexandre Lacazette found Mesut Ozil with a wonderful reverse pass, but the finish from the German was even better, deftly lifting the ball over Vincenti Goeta from a tight angle at the near post. Our tails were up now, but a momentary lapse in concentration from Schroeder Mustafi allowed Wilfried Zaha to take the ball round him and roll past Bernd Leno into the corner. The visitors soon increased their advantage. We failed to clear a corner, and James MacArthur headed home from close range to compound our misery. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang breathed life into the comeback late on, with a crisp finish from the edge of the area, but it was too little, too late, and we fell to a rare defeat at Emirates Stadium. There are five photographs with the hard copy of this report. The captions, clockwise from top left. Mohamed Elneny can't stop Wilfried Zaha. Masut Ozil is crowded out. Alex Iwobi looked lively after his introduction. 
Mato Ganduzi in the heat of the battle. Ozil celebrates his equaliser in front of the North Bank. The Gunners' celebrations were short-lived, however. Thirty-four years in the community. Community. Using the power of Arsenal to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Double club runs, speaking practice ahead of GCSE. Arsenal staff and volunteers have been out to local secondary schools, running conversation classes for students of French, German and Spanish in preparation for their GCSE speaking exam. Using Arsenal double club materials, classes have taken place at Skinner's Academy in Hackney and Elizabeth Garrett Anderson and St Mary Magdalene Academy in Islington. We also ran a revision session during the Easter holidays at the Arsenal Hub where Unai Emery's interpreter, Daniel Lane, held conversations with the students in Spanish. Students claimed the extra support from Arsenal was a valuable opportunity to get some practice in, boosting their confidence ahead of the real thing. Danke Karl. Later this year, Karl Pfeiffer, our long-standing German language partner at the Goethe Institute London, will retire from his post as Director of Educational Link. Karl was one of the pioneering partners to launch Arsenal Double Club Languages for German around the time of the 2006 FIFA World Cup in Germany. Since then, Karl was influential in growing the project to include other languages, including French and Spanish, with the support of the European Commission. During Karl's tenure, over 5,500 pupils from across the UK have learnt German with Arsenal Double Club with many going on to pursue German at GCSE, A-level and beyond. Karl has also provided access to several funded opportunities for local young people to take part in overseas exchange programmes in Berlin and Cologne, amongst others. Karl's generosity and expertise will be sorely missed by everyone at Arsenal in the community, and we wish him all the best for the future. Thank you, Jesus and Paul. We're also sad to see Jesus Hernandez, our Spanish-language partner from the Spanish Embassy's Education Office, and Paul Kay, from the European Commission, leave their post this summer. Jesus has supported the programme for the last five years, making key contributions to the development of new materials and providing additional support for teachers. Since 2014, Paul has continued our long-standing relationship with the European Commission who have generously funded prizes for Arsenal Double Club pupils, as well as the project's website over the years. We wish both Jesus and Paul all the best for the future. Sign up for Arsenal Double Club now. Arsenal Double Club languages resources are available to all UK schools in French, German and Spanish. Materials include pupil workbooks for beginners, a coaching guide with a range of practical sports sessions you can deliver in school that incorporate the target language and more. We also have intermediate level materials online which are completely free of charge. Simply visit www.arsenaldoubleclub.co.uk and head over to the Get Involved section to sign up. Instagram in the community at arsenal understrike in understrike the understrike community when you're looking to put your life back together after release having a strong and supportive family 
will help keep you on the straight and narrow. Another good day spent at HMPPS at Pentonville 1842, working together to keep families together. Twitter in the community, at AFC Community. Thank you to all those fans who brought along a donation for Islington Food Bank, at foodbank understrike N1, before the game on Sunday. Together we collected just under 400 kilograms of donation, 36 crates full. Hashtag, we are the Arsenal. This concludes Community. Special feature, Marathon Man. Arsenal's defeat to Valencia in the 1980 European Cup Winners' Cup final was a symptom of the Gunners' most gruelling season in the club's history. With smaller squads than Norm 40 years ago, no team could honestly claim to be adequately prepared for the rigours of a marathon 70-game season, but if any team in that era could cope, it was Terry Neal's Arsenal side, which had successfully managed long cup runs in the previous two seasons. In 1980, Arsenal notched up a staggering 70 games en route to both the FA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup final. The goalkeeper Pat Jennings recalled, It was unprecedented. The expectation was that you'd play in each game unless you were injured, and with our cup interests we played at least two matches a week at the business end of the season. There was no squad rotation like big clubs deploy now. Midfielder Brian Talbot, who, according to physiotherapist Fred Street, had a heart rate of 48 beats to the minute, as opposed to the national average of 72, was famed for his redoubtable energy and played all 70 matches that campaign. The 79-80 season was punctuated by some of the most heart-stopping cup matches Arsenal have ever played. Shortly before Christmas, Quindon Town, a decade after inflicting a shock League Cup final defeat upon Arsenal, knocked out Neil's side 4-3 at the county ground in a quarter-final replay. In the new year, Arsenal cruised past Sven Joran Eriksson's Gothenburg in the Cup Winners' Cup quarter-final, winning 5-1 on aggregate to reach the semi-final, but by the time they faced Liverpool in what proved to be a remarkable FA Cup semi-final fight to the death, they found themselves in a monumental fixture pile-up. After drawing 0-0 against Bob Paisley's men in their Hillsborough semi-final, Arsenal faced Liverpool three more times in ties described by Terry Neal as some of the finest ties ever played in the FA Cup. Arsenal and Liverpool were two great teams, but there wasn't a whisker between us over the four matches. It took a flying header from Talbot. I always looked at Brian as being like a Duracell battery that season. He never stopped running, recalls Willie Young, at Highfield Road to settle the tie as he scored the winning goal, which killed off Liverpool's dreams of a domestic double. It was hectic for travelling Gunners supporters too. Jimmy Nikiforu recalls, For the Liverpool games, we were going up the M1 and M6 all the time, it seemed. For the final replay, I got thrown in the back of a van at 5.30 and just made it in for kick-off in Coventry. But even Talbot was moved to describe Arsenal's April schedule as crazy. In his book, My Story, David O'Leary recalled, We had to play Southampton on the Saturday, 
and Tottenham on the Easter Monday before we could turn our thoughts to the Juventus match on the following Wednesday. We had reached Wembley again. Frankly, we were all shattered. The season had caught up with us. The Gunners juggled their options, famously beating Spurs with six reserves before stunning Juventus in Turin in the second of the Cup Winners' Cup final to win 2-1 on aggregate. There was no let-up. O'Leary took time out to go to a Johnny Mattis concert, and Willie Young recalled, We'd all lost a yard of pace, which was no good for me because I didn't have any pace in the first place. The leggy Arsenal players were shocked by West Ham at Wembley, despite coach Don Howe ordering them to shower at half-time to wake them up. Four days later, they faced Alfredo Di Stefano's Valencia side in the Cup Winners' Cup final in the Hazel Stadium, Brussels. It was the first time they'd faced Spanish opposition in European competition. Arsenal fans knew that this would be the final time they'd see talisman Liam Brady on the grand stage as he had given notice that he would leave at the end of the campaign. Although the Spaniards boasted the talent of Argentinian World Cup winner Mario Kempers, complete with his flowing mane up front, they played a cagey match. O'Leary played arguably his finest match for Arsenal, shackling El Matador for the full 90 minutes and extra time. But Arsenal's offensive players, Brady Sunderland and Stapleton, simply couldn't muster the energy to trouble Valencia's rearguard. John Hollins recalls, By the time we got to extra time, some of the lads who'd played long and hard all season felt as if they'd left their legs in England. Inevitably, the goalless game drifted towards a penalty shootout. In a pre-season tournament, Arsenal had lost to Ajax on penalties, with Liam Brady and Graham Ricks missing from the spot. Despite Kempers fluffing his lines with the first spot kick, history repeated itself as first Brady and then Ricks, in sudden death, saw their penalties saved by Carlos Pereira. The players were applauded off the pitch by the travelling Arsenal supporters, but it was a crushingly disappointing end for the Gunners, who'd notched up 27 Cup games that season. Defeat in the final league game against Middlesbrough, as Johnny Logan's What's Another Year hit top spot in the chart, saw Arsenal miss out on UEFA Cup football the following season. Liam Brady's lure of the liar departure to Juventus in the close season which heralded the beginning of the end for the London Irish, simply compounded Arsenal fans' sombre mood. The 1979-80 campaign's legacy was one of historic brilliance against Liverpool and Juventus, and ultimately, heartbreak against West Ham and Valencia. Wolves versus Arsenal Match Action Wednesday, April 24, 2019 7.45 Molyneux Premier League Attended 31,436 Away fans 3,000 Wolves 3, Arsenal 1 Match Stats Wolves Total Shots 11 Shots on Target 3. Corners 5. Offsides 1. Fouls 12. Possession 30%. Arsenal Total shots 11. 
Shots on target. One. Corners. Five. Offsides. Three. Fouls. Nine. Possession. 70%. Referee. Stuart Atwell. First half. The Gunners started the match positively, pinning the host back into their own as half as we pinged around passes with confidence. But for all our early dominance, it was the host who started to get on top, and we had a warning when Hiro Moten curled a shot just wide from the edge of the arena. Raul Jimenez then poked one over the bar, before Ruben Neves opened the score when dipping a free kick from the edge of the arena. Suddenly, Molyneux was rocking, and while Alex Lacazette created a chance for himself, only to fire high and wide. It was the Wolves who posed the greater threat. They doubled their advantage when Matt Doherty took advantage of some slacking defending to glance a header past Bernd Leno, before making it three on the stroke half-time through Diogo Jota. Second half. We dominated possession in the second half, as Wolves were happy to sit back and hit us on the break and they nearly extended their lead further, but Jimenez fired wide and well-placed. Eddie Nikitaya came on nearly and created a goal for Lacazette within a couple of minutes, only for Ryan Bennett to poke out a foot to deny the France international. Socrates muscled his way through a packed area to head in his third goal of the season, with ten minutes remaining. But there was no dramatic comeback on the cards, and it proved to be nothing but a consolation. 40. This was the Wolves' first victory over Arsenal for 40 years since September 1979. Our 20-game streak had featured four draws and 16 victories. 25. This was our heaviest defeat against a nearly promoted team for 25 years since losing 2-0 to Newcastle in May 1994. 20. Eddie Nikitaya made his sixth and longest PL appearance for Arsenal. All his previous sub-appearances have come after the 80th minute. 6th in their domestic league with the Europa League looking like their best chance of securing Champions League football next season. While Real Madrid and Barcelona are the eternal heavyweights of Spanish football, Valencia are certainly one of the best of the rest. The club from the Mediterranean coast have won six Spanish titles, seven domestic cups and seven assorted European trophies, including the 1980 European Cup Winners' Cup, won at Arsenal's expense on penalties, and the 2004 UEFA Cup. They also reached the final of the UEFA Champions League two years running in 2000 and 2001. Valencia not only have historical pedigree, they also have form. The 2018-19 season is their second under coach Marcelino, and while their progress in La Liga has been erratic, they lost at home to Ibar on Sunday, they remain in contention to repeat their fourth-place finish of last term, which, as in England, warrants a UEFA Champions League group stage berth. In addition to reaching the semi-finals of the UEFA Europa League, they have already qualified for the final of the Copa del Rey, which will play holders Barcelona on May 25th in Seville. Los Che kicked off this European campaign in the Champions League, where they took four points off both Manchester United and Young Boys Bern, but lost home and away to Juventus, and therefore finished third to drop into the Europa League. 
Their progress in this competition has been impressive, with five wins and a draw in their six matches, 11 goals scored and just three conceded, never more than one a game. Valencia cruised past Celtic in the round of 32, winning 2-0 at Celtic Park and 1-0 at Mestala. FC Krasnodar proved a much tougher nut to crack in the round of 16, however, and it needed an equaliser deep into added time in the second leg in Russia to enable them to avoid elimination on away goals and get through 3-2 on aggregate after they had won the first leg 2-1. Local Spanish rivals Villarreal were then brushed aside 3-1 away and 2-0 at home to put Valencia into the Europa League semi-finals for a record-equaling third time. The Spanish side will be eager to make it a third time lucky at this stage of the competition as their two previous Europa League semi-finals both ended in defeat to Atletico Madrid in 2012, 4-2 away, 1-0 home when Unai Emery was their head coach and on away goals to Emery Sevilla in 2014, 2-0 away, 3-1 home. Both of their conquerors in those seasons went on to lift the trophy. Unai Emery is not the only historical link between the two clubs. Two Valencia players, Francis Coquelin, suspended tonight, and Gabriel are ex-gunners, whereas Shokran Mustafi arrived at Arsenal from the Mestala in 2016. The clubs have met five times previously, first in that 1980 CWC final, and more recently in the Champions League, with Valencia winning the 2001 quarter-final on away goals, 2-1 away, 1-0 home, and then progressing from the second group stage at Arsenal's expense in 2003 with a 2-1 home win, followed by a 0-0 draw at Highbury. You could say it's high time for Arsenal to redress the balance. The Visitors, Valencia. You can find Europa League appearances and goals for all the Valencia players this season towards the end of tonight's programme. Valencia, the breakdown, where it all began. The idea of founding Valencia started out in the city centre Torino Bar, where a coin was tossed to decide who would be the club president. After flipping the coin, Octavio Augusto Milego Diaz was elected the first president of Valencia Football Club. The skipper, number 10, Danny Parejo, born Coslada, Spain, 16th of April 1989. Previously, Real Madrid, QPR, loan. Getafe. Something of a late developer after starting his career with Real Madrid, the 30-year-old midfielder is now one of Valencia's most important players. The captain and dead ball specialist of the side, he made his first senior international start for Spain in March at Valencia's Mestala Stadium in their opening Euro 2020 qualifier against Norway. A European under-19 champion with Spain in 2007, he scored the winner in the final against Greece. He joined Valencia in 2011 after two seasons with Getafe that followed a brief loan spell at QPR. He has now played more than 300 matches for Los Che, scoring over 50 goals. The keeper, number 13, Neto, born Araxa, Brazil, 19th of July 1989. Previously, Atletico Paranese, Florentina. Juventus. Signed two years ago from Juventus as a goalkeeping replacement for his fellow Brazilian Diego Alves, Neto has been the first choice between the posts in all competitions for Valencia. 
Starting the club's first 11 European games this term before being rested for the quarter-final second leg at home to Villarreal. The 29-year-old made his name in Italy with Fiorentina. Two outstanding campaigns earning him a transfer to Juve, where he was the backup to the legendary Gianluca Buffon, who won the Serie A Coppa Italia double in each of his two seasons. He has been capped once by Brazil. Behind the back. The Valencia bat is not only found on the club's crest, but it's also found on the city's official emblem. There are a few possible explanations given locally for the bat. One is that in 1238, when James I was about to enter the city attempting to reconquer it from the Moors, a bat landed on the top of his flag. He saw this as a good omen, and after he took back the city, the bat was added to the coat of arms. The ex-gunner, number 5, Gabriel. Born Sao Paulo, Brazil, 26th of November 1990. Previously, Vitoria, Villarreal, Arsenal. This is the second successive round of the Europa League in which Gabriel has faced a former club. It was Villarreal in the quarterfinals, and now he returns to Emirates Stadium, where he spent two and a half seasons as a gunner between January 2015 and his transfer to Valencia in August 2017. Twice an FA Cup winner, though he appeared in neither the 2015 or 2017 finals, the aggressive 28-year-old centre-back has proved a valuable acquisition for Valencia and has started eight of the club's 12 European matches this term. He recently made his 50th Liga appearance for the club. Academy conveyor belt. Products of their academy include world-class talents such as David Silva, Raul Albilo, Andreas Palop, Miguel Angel Agulo, David Albelda, and Gazika Medieta. More recently, Isco, Jordi Alba, Juan Bernat, Jose Gaia, and Paso Alcesa have also come through the ranks at Valencia. Last match lost. Valencia's 3-2 La Liga defeat at Atletico Madrid on Wednesday, April the 24th, was followed by a more surprising reverse on Sunday when they went down to a last-minute goal against unheralded Ibar. The Valencia team was as follows. Neto, Ronaglia, Gabriel, Gaia, Guedes, substitute Mina 83rd, Parejo, Coquelin, substitute Sobrino 77, Was, Torres, substitute Baranga 56, Gamiero, Machado, subs not used, Duame, Dicabi, Lato, Gare. The Visitors, The Breakdown, Basic, Formed 1919. Nickname, Los Ches El Torongues, The Oranges. Stadium, Mestala Stadium. Owners, Peter Lim, Anil Murti. Record Appearance Maker, Fernando Gomez, 554. Record Goalscorer, Edmundo Suarez, 238. The Spanish International, number 19, Rodrigo, born Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, 6th of March 1991, previously Real Madrid, Benfica, Bolton, loan. A Brazilian-born Spanish international striker, he scored the winning goal for Spain against England in the opening UEFA Nations League qualifier at Wembley last September and was on target again at home to Norway in March. His fifth international goal. A graduate of the Real Madrid Academy, he had a season on loan at Bolton in 2010-11, stroke 11, 
before making his career breakthrough at Benfica, with whom he won the Portuguese double and was twice a Europa League runner-up. A Valencia player since 2014, he has been prolific over the last two seasons, scoring 16 goals in La Liga last term. Number 14. Jose Gaia Born Pedreguer, Spain 25th of May 1995 The 24-year-old left-back is a one-club man, having joined local club Valencia as a schoolboy, initially as a striker back in 2006. A Spain international at every age group upwards from under 17, he won his first senior cap at the Nations League qualifier against Croatia last September, a 6-0 win, and has now made four appearances, challenging Barcelona stalwart Jordi Alba for the position. He made his first team debut for Valencia at 17 and has been a regular in the side for the past five seasons, providing pace, energy and invention, as well as defensive security on the left flank. The rising star, number seven, Gonzalo Guedes, born Benavente, Portugal, 29th of November 1996. Previously, Benfica, Paris Saint-Germain. Signed by Unai Emery for Paris Saint-Germain from Benfica in January 2017, after some stellar performances in domestic and European competition for the Lisbon club, he failed to settle in the French capital and spent the 2017-18 season on loan at Valencia, where he did enough not only to secure a permanent deal last summer, but also to appear in all four of Portugal's matches at the World Cup in Russia. A tricky winger, who can also play as a second striker, he has scored three goals in his last two Europa League away fixtures, the vital late equaliser at Krasnodar and a double at Villarreal. The versatile Dane, number 18. Daniel Vass, born Gladak, Denmark, 31st of May 1989. Previously, Bromby, Friedrichstadt, Lone, Benfica, Evian, Celta Vigo. The happy-to-play-anywhere Denmark international was signed by Valencia last summer from Celta Vigo, with whom he reached the Europa League semi-finals in 2016-17. Normally a right-back, he is just as likely to line up on the left or in central midfield, his versatility having proved an asset to all of the clubs on his CV. He scored his first Valencia goal with a stunning counter-attacking strike in the first leg of the quarter-final at Villarreal. A member of Denmark's Euro 2012 squad, he just missed out on selection for last year's World Cup. The Europa League specialist, number 9, Kevin Gamiero. Born, Senlis, France, 9th of May 1987. Previously, Strasbourg, Lorient, Paris Saint-Germain, Sevilla. Atletico Madrid. A key member of the Sevilla side that Unai Emery led to three successive Europa League triumphs from 2013-14 to 2015-16, the diminutive pacey French striker scored the all-important equaliser in the 2016 final against Liverpool, as well as the tie-clinching penalty in the 2014 final shootout against Benfica. He is the most experienced European campaigner in the Valencia squad with 81 appearances, in which he has scored 29 goals, 22 of them in this competition. Capped 13 times by France, the 31-year-old was also a Europa League winner last season with Atletico Madrid, although he did not play in the final.
The Boss, Marcelino, born August 14, 1965, game 1101. Previously, Lealtad, Sporting Gijon, B, Sporting Gijon, Recreativo Hueva, Racing Santander, Zaragoza, Racing Santander, Sevilla, Villarreal. The experienced and respected 53-year-old Marcellino has been the Valencia boss since May 2017. His career as a midfielder, which included representing Spain at youth level, was curtailed at the age of 28 by injury. As a coach, stints with Zaragoza, Racing Santander and Sevilla preceded an impressive three and a half years at Villarreal, whom he guided to promotion, three successive top six Liga finishes and the 2015-16 Europa League semi-finals. He is back there this season with Valencia, having also steered the club to the final of the Copa del Rey. The breakdown. Recent La Liga seasons. 2017-18, stroke 4th. 2016-17, 12th. 2015-16, 12th. 2014-15, 4th. 2013-14, 8th. The Unai effect. Unai Emery had four seasons in charge of Valencia from 2008 to 2012, overseeing 107 victories in 220 matches. He led Valencia to the UEFA Europa League quarterfinals in 2009-10 and the 2011-12 semi-finals before leaving for Sevilla and guiding them to a UEFA Europa League semi-final victory against Valencia in 2013-14. This was the last time Valencia reached the last four. Words by Mike Hammond, Aidan Small. The Scouting Report by Michael Cox. Expect a highly tactical battle against the difficult-to-break-down Valencia side. The Breakdown. Europa League stats 2018-19. Minutes played. Daniel Guas, 436. Daniel Parejo, 377. Gonzalo Guedes, 365. Lato, 360. Kevin Gamiero, 273. Goal scored. Gonzalo Guedes, 3. Rodrigo, 2. Daniel Vaz, 1. Daniel Parejo, 1. Kevin Gamiero, 1. Completed passes. Daniel Parejo, 302. Francis Coquelin, 216. Mukhtar Diakabi, 187. Daniel Vast, 183. Carlos Soler, 174. Fouls committed. Santi Mina, 9. Lato, 7. Carlos Soler, 5. Jeffrey Condogbia, 4. Gonzalo Guedes, 4. It's been a peculiar season for Valencia, who spent the first half of the campaign languishing in the bottom half of La Liga, primarily because they were drawing an extraordinarily high number of matches. Even during that period, however, they were always difficult to break down, and their highly rated manager, Marcellino, is an intelligent, well-organised coach who will relish the tactical battle with his compatriot, Unai Emery. After turning draws into victories, Registering six wins in eight games in March and April, they now find themselves in their customary position, challenging for the fourth Champions League spot. Marcellino has generally stuck to a 4-4-2 system this season, 
with plenty of movement from the forwards who spin off into the channels and the wide midfielders who tend to drift inside between the lines. Expect them to keep things relatively tight and structured here before opening up in the second leg at the Mestala. In goal is Brazil international Neto, a fine shot stopper. He'll play behind a centre-back partnership comprised of Gabriel, a familiar face who continues to defend in an aggressive, proactive manner, and Ezequiel Garay, an experienced all-round centre-back. Although capable of keeping a high line, they might sit deeper here to guard against the speed of Arsenal's forwards. At right back, Cristiano Piccini is a solid typical Italian fullback, while Daniel Vaz, who can also play in midfield, offers more energy. On the left, Jose Gaia is the latest in a long line of impressive Valencia left back, and can resemble Jordi Alba with his speedy runs on the overlap. Valencia's key player is their captain and number 10, Danny Parejo an outstanding all-round midfielder, capable of playing deep or between the lines. He offers tremendous long-range passing ability, can receive the ball under pressure, and also boasts a set-piece threat. Alongside him, Marcello uses a more functional player. Jeffrey Condogbia is hugely energetic and can dribble forward into attack menacingly. They will, however, miss the defensive shielding of ex-gunner Francis Coquelin through suspension. Carlos Sola starts on the right of the midfield four, playing close to the central duo and is very good at playing through balls in behind the defence, although he doesn't contribute enough in terms of goal. On the opposite flank, Denis Cheryshev starred for Russia at last summer's World Cup and is a more expressive, unpredictable player who drifts in and out of matches but can be decisive in the final third. Gonzalo Guedes started out as a winger, like so many Portuguese youngsters, but now plays up front and makes good runs in behind. He's been in excellent goal-scoring form recently, including two goals in the quarter-final first-leg victory away at Villarreal. He's partnered by Santi Mina, whose tendency to blow hot and cold is underlined by the fact that his eight goals this season have come in the form of four doubles. This concludes The Visitors. Match Action Leicester City versus Arsenal Sunday, April the 28th, 2019 at 12pm King Power Stadium Premier League Attendance 32,037 Away fans 3,100 Referee Michael Oliver Leicester City 3 Arsenal 0 The scorers for Leicester were Tilemans in the 59th minute and Vardy in the 86th and the 90th. 6th and the 9th. Playing for Leicester were 1. Michael, 13. Pereira, 6. Evans, 15. Maguire, 3. Chilwell, 25. Ndidi, who was substituted in the 46th minute, 21. Tilemans, 38. Chudry, who was substituted in the 79th minute, 11. Albrighton, who was substituted in the 86th minute, 10. Madison, 9. Vardy. Substitutes were 12. Ward, 19. Barnes, who came on in the 46th minute, 4. Soyunku, 28. Fuchs, 24. Mandy, who came on in the 79th minute, 7. Gray, who came on in the 86th minute, 
and 8, Ayanako. For Arsenal, 19, Leno, 15, Maitland-Niles, 20, Mustafi, 5, Socrates, 31, Kolosinak, 34, Shaka, 7, Mikatarian, who was substituted in the 73rd minute, 11, Torreira, 17, Iwobi, who was substituted in the 46th minute, 14, Bameyang, 9, Lacazette, who was substituted in the 79th minute. Substitutes were 1, Czech, 4, Elneny, 49, Nkitia, who came on in the 79th minute, 59, Willock, 29, Ganduzi, who came on in the 73rd minute, 6, Koshelny, who came on in the 46th minute, and 27, Mafropanos. The match stats were Total shots, Leicester 11, Arsenal 11. Shots on target, Leicester 3, Arsenal 1. Corners, Leicester 5, Arsenal 5. Offsides, Leicester 1, Arsenal 3. Fouls, Leicester 12, Arsenal 9. And possession, Leicester 30% and Arsenal 70%. In numbers, 36. Leicester win back-to-back home games against us for the first time in 36 years since November 1983. 3. All three of Brendan Rodgers' Premier League victories over Arsenal have come at three different clubs, Swansea, Liverpool and Leicester. 1. Ainsley Maitland-Niles sending off as his first dismissal in professional football. First half. Ainsley Maitland-Niles was sent off as we suffered another blow to our hopes of a top-four finish. Our right-back received a debatable yellow card early in the first half and was dismissed after a second bookable offence before half-time. It had been tough enough with 11 men, James Madison and Yuri Tillmans pulling the strings for Leicester, and Bert Leno kept us in contention with a series of top-class saves. Our goalkeeper denied Madison, Jamie Vardy and Wilfried Ndidi. We had a few glimpses of goal, Alex Lacazette and Alex Iwobi spurning our best chances before Maitland-Niles were sent off. Second half. It was always going to be a mammoth task to keep the Foxes at bay after the break, despite Laurent Kajelny arriving to bolster the defence, and as the hour mark approached, the excellent Leno was finally beaten when Madison's perfect cross was headed in by Tillman. Our work ethic could not be faltered, but we couldn't find a way to unlock the Leicester defence with ten men, and a late double from Vardy sealed our fate. There are five photographs with the hard copy of this report. The captions, clockwise from top left, are Granite Sharker holds off Wilfried Ndidi. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang also keeps the Nigerian at arm's length. Lukas Torero is felled by Hamza Chuduri. Seat Kolasinak leaps over a challenge. Gredon Mustafi plays the ball past Harpy Barnes. Alexei Wobi outmuscles Yuri Tillman. Club Culture. Do you want to join the Club Supporters Forum? We have some vacancies on the Supporters Forum next season. The vacancies follow the retirement of following members after three seasons of service. The vacancies are as follows. Category A. Club level B. Family enclosure C. Ethnic minority representative D. Away scheme member The forum meets three times a season before home games and has three aims. 
to maintain an effective two-way dialogue between the clubs and fans, to ensure the club has continued understanding of issues that affect supporters, an opportunity for the club to discuss and develop new ideas with fan representatives. The forum is attended by Arsenal's managing director, head of football, Vinay Van Kaitsman, and Ralph Sanye, and other senior club officials. The key areas covered include ticketing, stadium development, policing, and community activities. Forum members are expected to act as a conduit for fans, questions, and queries from the board areas and support they represent. A web form query submission process has been set up on the www.arsenal.com for supporters to submit queries to forum representatives. Administrative support will be provided by the club. If you are interested in applying for any of the vacancies, please send an email to communications at arsenal.co.uk and an application form will be sent out to you. We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Email program at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. This issue we hear from NOC engineer Karuna Naik, age 50 from Atlanta, GA, USA. My Arsenal. Why are you an Arsenal fan? My brother, who is 12 years older than me, supported Arsenal so I followed in his footsteps. First Arsenal game. West Ham vs Arsenal in 1987. Favourite Arsenal game. Liverpool vs Arsenal, May 26, 1989. I was studying in Bristol and probably the only Arsenal fan on campus. Most people were Liverpool fans back then. Match day routine before kickoff. I live in the US, so matches are typically in the morning. I set my alarm 45 minutes before kickoff. Make a pot of coffee. Go down to the basement and watch the pre-game show on NBC Sports whilst reading the team news and banter on Twitter. Favourite place to eat before a game? Fado's Irish Pub in Buckhead, Atlanta before and during the game. How do you feel when you approach the ground? When I'm lucky enough to go to a game, I feel very excited, have butterflies in my tummy and can't wait to get inside the Emirates. Where's the furthest you've travelled to watch Arsenal play? Munich, Germany for the Champions League in 2001. Favourite away ground and why? Old Trafford for the atmosphere of the past rivalry from the Wenger-Fergie era. Favourite piece of Arsenal memorabilia? A Ladbrook staff pass from Highbury. I used to work at Upton Park on match days and when West Ham didn't have a home game, I was allowed to work in the executive boxes at Highbury which wasn't that often. Do you collect Arsenal programmes? Yes, I think my oldest one is from March 22nd, 1992, Arsenal vs Leeds United. Whose name and number do you have on the back of your shirt? Mesut Ozil, 10. Favourite ever Arsenal shirt? 1984-1985 home shirt. Classic. All-time favourite player and why? Difficult one but I would say David Rowcastle. He was a legend, a hero, an icon who led by example. He was nurturing and selfless, taken away far too young. R.I.P. Rocky. Do you have an Arsenal cult hero? Dennis Bergkamp. His intelligence, 
wizardry with the ball and insane vision and skill were second to none. Have you ever met any Arsenal players? Many from my time working at Highbury and Upton Park. Most recently I met Petr Cech at Prague Airport in 2017. Which current Arsenal player would you most like to go for dinner with? Hector Bellerin for the banter. Come on Heck, make my day. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history, what would it be? Jens Lehmann sending off in the 2006 UCL final. Robert Pires had to be subbed off and it would have been a totally different game with him on the pitch. If you could be present at any Arsenal match in history, which would it be? Arsene Wenger's last home game versus Burnley in 2018 for the atmosphere and a chance to thank the boss and be part of the end of an era in Arsenal's rich history. If you could watch Arsenal play any club side in history, who would it be and why? Atlanta United at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I am a season ticket holder for Atlanta United and would be in heaven if Arsenal came here to grace the amazing stadium. This concludes my Arsenal. Teams for Arsenal had coach Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 1. Petra Cech, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 4. Mohamed Elneny. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Henrik Mkhitaryan. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Monsieur Terzel. 11. Lukas Torreira. 12. Stephen Lichsteiner. 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles. 16. Rob Holding. 17. Alexei Wobi. 18. Nacho Monreal. 19. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper. 20. Shkrodan Mustafi. 22. Denis Suarez. 23. Danny Welbeck. 25. Carl Jenkinson. 29. Matur Ganduzi. 31. Seat Kolasinak. 34. Granit Chaka. 43. Charlie Gilmore. 47. Zach Madley. 49. Eddie Anquitia. 53. Julio Plegasuelo. 59. Joe Willock. 87. Bukeo Saka. For Valencia. Manager Marcellino. Navy with orange trim shirt, shorts and socks. 1. Jaume Domenech, goalkeeper. 4. Facundo Roncaglia. 5. Gabriel. 6. Jeffrey Condogbia. 7. Gonchalo Guedes. 8. Carlos Sola. 9. Kevin Gamero. 10. Danny Pareo. 11. Dennis Cherizhev. 12. Mukhtar Diakabi. 13. Neto, goalkeeper. 14. Jose Gaia. 15. Tony Lato. 16. Ken Ing Lee. 17. Francis Conquelin. 18. Daniel Was. 19. Rodrigo. 20. Perrin Torres. 21. Cristiano Piccini. 22. Santi Mina. 23. Ruben Sombrino. 24. Ezekiel Garay. Officials, all from France. Referee, Clement Turpin. Assistant referees, Nicola Danos, Cyril Grangore. Additional assistant referees, 
Benoit Bastian, Rudy Bouquet. Tonight's other fixture, Eintracht Frankfurt versus Chelsea at 8pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. brings us to the end of this audio communication from Arsenal Football Club. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. Know the score before you apply. See the MBNA credit card you are eligible to apply for. One quick form, get a response in minutes. All without affecting your credit rating. Try CleverCheck, the MBNA eligibility checker. mbna.co.uk slash arsenal. The credit cards are issued by MBNA Limited. Registered Office, Stansfield House, Chester Business Park, Chester, CH49QQ. Registered in England and Wales under company number 02783251. Authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. MBNA Limited is also authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority under the Payment Services Regulations 2009, register number 204487 for the provision of payment services. Creditors available, subject to status only to UK residents aged 18 or over. Calls and online sessions, for example, completing an application, may be monitored and or recorded for quality evaluation, training purposes and to ensure compliance with laws and regulations.
are the Arsenal, the 18-19 kits. Visit our new Highbury store, arsenaldirect.com, on sale now. Free £10 gift card on orders over £40. Terms and conditions apply. EA Sports. FIFA 19. FIFA official licensed products. Pre-order now. 28th of September 2018. Free registered trademark www.pegi.info EA Sports Registered Trademark Frostbite Registered Trademark EA Sports Premier League Lead Partner Copyright 2018 Electronic Arts Inc. EA, EA Sports and the EA Sports logo are trademarks of Electronic Arts Inc. Official FIFA licensed product Copyright FIFA and FIFA's official licensed product logo are copyrights and or trademarked at FIFA. All rights reserved. Manufactured under license by Electronic Arts Inc. Take your seat. Sky Sports. Feel it all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.